Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Stories Around Azeroth. How are you all doing on this delightful Sunday evening? Or Wednesday, as it will generally be on the podcast when this goes out. I hope everybody is doing fine and dandy. As always, I am joined by the ever-delectable one, Mr. Frazzle, Frazzly-tastic. Wait, are you trying to eat me? Because I just listened to a audio thing from all, from old Warcraft radios because they're launching, and it was a thing for gnome meals about how gnomes taste the best. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe you want to eat gnomes. Or something I mean, like that. you get punted so often, you must be a little bit tender. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I got a tender heart. You do. That is true. How are you doing this week, Mr. Presley? I'm doing great. I'm uh, a little tired because. I just uh, danced my feet off today, and I I do like four different routines. So changed, I'm just you changed your background again, haven't you? Uh, just a little bit, just kind of per perfecting it, trying to make it a little yeah, bit more. I can tell. I can see the light at the bottom. <laughs> more radio. And, yeah. Oh yeah, and you can see. Even... <laughs> it, it, looks, hey, it looks like you've gone to uh, Mechagon and stolen one of the little mushrooms and just stuck it under your uh, under your backdrop oh. there. And they're so good, because then you can go... Oh, look at that. Change colors. So fancy. Um, what have you done in this world of Warcraft this week, my dude? Anything spectacular? Uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, so I am now 407 on Fraz. So Four, quite a few different things. Nice. Yes. And I am now epic. I, I was rare, but now I'm epic. So I got that achievement. And you I, superior. I now you are epic. Okay, I, I was superior. And now I'm even more. I am now like I can be like the, the everybody, all you peasants and peons. Look at Fraz the Mighty and Great. Fraz the Mighty with his 407 item level. Yeah, yeah. That uh, thankfully I got some of that thanks to Capo. Capo took me on a heroic war front today, or not today, but this last weekend. That was you a lot got of some fun. Gear. Yeah, and uh, we also raised a, a couple people. Like one person, we were still in combat, and this person was like running like just attack it it's not an elite it's just, and it's like we're all in combat because you are you will you're not attacking it <laughs> that's kind of a paraphrase of what Capo said i love you Capo. if you're watching you're awesome I'm just, <laughs> it was just one of those Capo brings the uh non-pg to my sort of pg stream so that's it isn't it <laughs> and then uh after other than that just kind of doing some different things like the heart of Azeroth now up to 56, so I got to see the 55 or 56 level quest that, that happens with the. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and I'm like, mm -hmm. Pete told me about this. So it was. That's it was the one cool where you go that. to Hyjal, yeah? Yeah. It, yeah. It's the uh, In Darkness I Dream with the Green Dragonflight. Mm -hmm. And so the level 60 will be your next big one. Okay. So I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting closer. I'm working on it, kind of. Trying out to do the world quest stuff like that. Flying is so much easier for all these things because you can just fly there, and you don't have to like. I, I think my friend Matt said it gets rid of all the bottlenecks when you're traveling. There's these places where it's so hard to get around. You can just fly over them. So I'm glad I went for flying. It it definitely feels different uh, in a comparison to just being on the on the ground. The world feels a little bit fuller. Yeah. So we're being able to fly kind of takes that away, but it means that we can finish all of our our tasks and our chores a little bit more speedily. Absolutely. 
And I think the final thing I did was I got my bags full of t-shirts. Oh, yes. Free t-shirt day was upon us in the world of Warcraft, wasn't it? Yes. And I did not travel to all the other vendors because I didn't have enough time on Friday to do it. But I, I definitely did the parade around Stormwind. And, like, people would... If you are doing that... Now, so many people probably did it on purpose. But please don't mount up over the the parade of people. And please, if you have a pet or something, put it away. It makes it so hard to see. Like, they they glow the t-shirts to pick them up, but not that tough. And if you're looting it, please don't stand on top, top of it. I mean, just some common courtesy things. But, again, this data, they probably were doing it on purpose. Absolutely. But you're infringing on how they play as well, you see. If they... You gotta, you've got to remember that everybody plays in their specific ways if these yes. if these people want to to pay to play the game to grief then they're entitled to do as such you know? okay just just has just as like that you pay to play the game to do what you want as well i mean it's a, it's a simple request absolutely um don't be a don't be a pain but um you, you can't you can't infringe on the way that other people want to spend their time playing the game as well Okay, so, yeah, I I, I see your point, kind of, yeah. but it's 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 definitely a pain in the backside. Have you have you done anything else? Not really, other than that. I mean, just a lot of different working on different things. I was going to do the iron, but didn't get around to it. Fair enough. Uh, there's yeah, lots of time in the next coming week, I guess, isn't there? Yeah, and my time's going to be a lot better. Like Sundays are are changing for me, so I'll have a little bit more time to edit or play on sundays yeah okay so well i haven't done a lot this week um i hit level 64 on the heart of azeroth i'm about 40 percent of the way through to 65 so i imagine i should have level 70 in the next five weeks if i've done the math. nice and that means i get to do the last quest there and everything else so Steadily between six to ten thousand Azerite per day, depending on what quest is up. So it's not bad. Um, I settled on getting a third character to one twenty through time walking. So uh, that I now have my my on alliance side. I've got my main night elf demon hunter. I've got my Draenei monk. I've got my Draenei death knight. I've got my Lightforged Draenei paladin, and I've got my Wurgen druid. All at 120 now on the alliance side. Getting there. I I I've pretty much haven't touched them for about a week. Uh, I'm slowly getting them through Najdatar now to get them the 370 weapon. Uh, getting a free Benthic upgrade to level 400. And um, basically getting them to Mechagon to try and help get the last couple of um, account-wide stuff you can get from for the most mini wins stuff because um once you unlock the mini disc thing the rewards for it are account wide because the actual nice. mini things a toy so there's two left that i miss for most mini wins and they're both count as the epic category one's from bondo's yard and one is from the mechagon bundle so once per week the beast bot the malfunctioning beast bot will will give a bondo's yard box and the first mechanized chest you loot per week gives you a Mechagon box. So on an alt, you can just go and do a Mechagon box and go kill the beast bot. 
and it gives you those that you have a chance of getting as well. So, slowly getting them to Mechagon to get those things. I did get really lucky and get the last colour I needed for the Mecha Cat. So that's another part of the meta out the way now. And, and today, uh, the large green runes were up, and we had small green runes earlier on in the week on the EU. So I've now done all of those puzzles as well. So I'm now cheaper for that. Yes. So there's an achievement for getting all those puzzles done. It's also part of the Nazjatar meta, which means I'm now two achievements away from finishing the Nazjatar meta, and I'm three achievements away from finishing the Mechagon meta. And the Mechagon meta gets you what? And what does the Nazjatar meta get So the Nazjatar meta gets you a crab mount and a title. And the Mechagon mount gets you uh, the... It's the it's the it's for the ring mount. The same mount that you get from Rust Feather. But it's the one that's coloured and less uh, rusty, essentially. Okay. But the Mechagon meta is literally... Uh, sorry, the Nazjatar meta for me is now literally down to days and weeks. Um, the the two I've got left for Nashatar are getting all of the bodyguards to rank 30. I'm going to get my second one to rank 30 tomorrow. So that'll be done. And then it literally it'll be like 15 days. And then that'll be done. But then the other one is doing Medi Medivas' elemental destruction thing. And that's weekly. So I've got eight weeks for the meta. So... Nice, because there's eight of those left to go, and uh, yeah. So the Mechagon meta, I've now I've got, I've got one one music track to get, and then it's about creating items at uh, the king, and then creating the structures. But that's literally a spare part farm, and then I could literally just stay on Mechagon for a day and just make all the armories when they're up. So you can say that you need gadgets and gizmos, and what's it galore? Yes, I could say that. I won't, and, but I could. And who's it and what's it? You've got plenty. And Goodness. you don't want more. When are you going to make a song and a music video for BlizzCon one of these days with all these dirty little puns you've got? The, the only problem is all mine is like I don't know how to actually write the music. So what I do is I just take some type of like free royalty free song and add a vocal uh, voice to it. Yeah, so, you could do that. And then you could uh, find some... Go out there and work, look in the world of Machinima and get someone to make a make a video with you and give it to uh, put it in for the BlizzCon video competition. I should talk with with Jill though. Jill just put in a letter letter from Northrend has their entry. So uh, it, it, if we then. could put in some some like luck or magic into the RNG universe, let's all say Jill's gonna win. Jill's gonna win. I, I'm I'm moving my hand for the audio listeners so that way. They know we're trying to do magic. That's it, isn't it? Alakazam. Alakazam. Okay, um, so we've got one big topic that we want to talk about today, but there are a couple of news points that we're going to hit on first. Uh, the first of all is a bit of a downer. Um, in the last week, uh, Blizzard have come out and said, uh, even though they said uh, earlier on that we'll get heritage armor for Wurgen and Goblins at the same time that they'll get their model upgrade, Blizzard have come out in the last week and have unfortunately said that the Heritage Armor is not ready for the 8.2.5 patch, which is unfortunate. Um, I was definitely looking forward to the Worgen model, especially maybe we've been hyping it up a bit too much, but I think we were hoping a lot of it was on um, Greymane's set in Heroes. I think a lot of it was hopefully going to be like that. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed, but, you know, say love E, if we get something in its place that's decent and a good reason to have, I, I, I will always take a delay for more polish. Yeah. And it gives more content possibly for 8.3, 8.3.5, or even 9.0. One of the things there. I don't think they'll put Heritage Armor in a main uh, base expansion patch. Um,. I think they'll keep it as a minor content patch launch thing. I think that makes more sense. Yeah. So again, and, and it, again, it's just a shame. Yeah. It, they must not have had them all dry cleaned and ready. And I, I mean, get, getting that, that, that wet dog hair to not go into clothes is kind of a hard thing to do. Wergen, don't just go running through rivers in the sea, my dude. You've got flying okay. ants. We can avoid all of that. <laughs> That's good to know. Because, like... When I was giving her for the showcase, if you saw my my black shirts, I had all this cat hair over. I mean, like my cat, I can put it clothes literally in this one room for like five minutes when I'm getting ready, and the cat like seems to have like a magic power just to get all its fur all over the clothes. Jesus. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll make a lint roller toy at one point that can be used for Wergens only. Who knows? Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, another bit of news. Uh, the return of Warcraft Radio officially happened today. It's been on the newsways for a while. Uh, but they did a Twitch stream, I believe, today with some notable faces around the community, from the US side at least. And uh, yeah, that seems to be back. Um, I think it's still it's a mixture of old and new content. Um, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of kick up and fuss about a lot of the old content they were bringing back because they were doing a lot of it without permission, even though it had been curated. I'm not entirely sure if that's been changed and they've actually got permission now, but um, it, it caused a little bit of a, a stir within the community. Um, I get the idea of having a lot of old content would be there, but I think with the amount of podcasts that are literally around these days, um, they could quite easily have stepped up and gone to those new content creators that are around and gone, yeah. can we host your podcast on our radio? Like, I won't join a... Like, I would definitely let anybody who's listening from Warcraft Radio, any of my content, just ask me first. You can rebroadcast on Warcraft Radio. I'm going to stay with Dragonheart Studio because they're who, who I'm with. But you, you feel free, if you, if you need content and you like what I do, let me know. Absolutely. Just get in touch. Like, yeah. If you're watching the video, Frasley's Twitter name is always above him, and we do go through all the socials at the end of the show. And I'm—I don't mean to speak for you, but I bet you would be fine if they said, "Hey, I'm like, all good to... with new communities and working with new communities and everything else." That's part part of the magic of working with other people. You should get you, you essentially get your name out there and everything else. And it's not like I don't stream Warcraft like five days a week anyway. And it would be an honor because I actually grew up on Warcraft Radio. I mean, I, I think we all did. I think yeah. there's a lot and of names there from back in the day that we all listened to and everything else. Yeah, I found all things Azeroth through Warcraft Radio. Well, we get it. But yeah, there's a lot of there. Um, I think the other big amount of news is Classic Realm populations. Uh, one of the Classic Realms on the US side, I believe it's Herod is looking to blizzard have come out and said that they're looking for queue their queues are probably going to be around about ten thousand. 
it's good that there's going to be queues that big. Um, you know, I mean, these people that want hashtag old classic are definitely going to get that with the queues. But again, my mind is going to sit and see where we are a month after release to see if populations and queue sizes actually normalize and we'll go from there. Yeah, it sounds like Herod is the unofficial Nostalgia server that people Ah, are... so that's that's why it's so busy then. Yeah, and and I, I'm trying to think like a lot of the streamers are on Fairlina in US. Yep. So and uh, a lot of podcasters are on Peggle, some on Black Sail Blood Sail. So a lot of the EU side seems to be on the RP PvP server. Yeah. So why people are going to pvp i god knows because classic pvp was god awful well i think part of it is maybe also the feel because one thing even now in current wow about rp servers and one reason i'm actually i miss warm rest accord cities felt more alive and i do like when you walk around a community like you, i would walk into storm and city people would be talking in front of the bank that was I, one of the ones I loved too, where there were these two people in Armrest and Stormwind who were like gigantic monoliths. Like they had all the things, like, oh, I'm an old god. And I mean, they were doing all that. All that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Cities felt more alive. You would, you would walk into this random place, even like far out in the field, you would find somebody RPing somewhere. And th that does make the game feel alive. And if Classic is about community, I think some of the best stuff will be on the RP realms. I may have to roll one on the RP realms at some point. I mean, you, you've you've made a couple of characters on a couple of classic realms. It's just about going to have time to play. I know that I'm not going to yeah. have time to play classic at this point. I know that I'm not super interested in playing classic. I did it originally. I don't feel the need to have to do it again. Um, I'm but, doing it. I'm doing it for content. Well, yeah, you can do it for content. Sure. But, I mean, I will be interested in if uh, Method Classic is still going to be a thing, if they're going to stream a, a Race to World First 60, a Race to World First uh, Ragnaros. That would be interesting. I honestly don't think Ragnaros is going to be alive for longer than two weeks, I'll be honest. Yeah, again, they, they know all the strats. They kind of have already theorized. Part of what makes the current Race to World First the most exciting is you don't know that secret until you pass it. Yeah, no, absolutely. But we'll see. We'll see as it comes out. Uh, as of time of recording, I believe we have uh, a week, week and yeah. a day. Because it's August it's like 26th eight... for the US and 27th for EU. Yeah. No, everything launches at the same time, my dude. Well, time-wise. Like yeah. It's going to launch. The... It's, mi it's midnight. It's midnight France time. Okay. So um, it's basically will be 11, uh, 11 p.m. in the UK for me essentially but um as i said i'll probably watch it i'll probably you'll probably be streaming it i imagine so i'll probably enjoy watching your stream of a queue so <laughs> yeah here we are i to be dancing and stuff like that that's it well, so, um, I, well i'm well i'm not should... hunting in retail you'll be there in a queue in in classic what i should do i should put current wow in the video have another window with the wow queue you can't because everything runs off the because everything runs off the same client, and because it's not listed as a separate game in the client, it still runs off the normal WoW framework. You can't have retail and classic open at the same time. Oh, that's uh, a, it's and, actually and, irritated a lot of people on the Reddit recently. 
um, because they're like, oh, why can't I, ha I play retail while I'm in the classic queue? And it's like, because it works off the same framework and you're essentially on the same account. And I don't multi-box, so I, I can't have, like, two different boxes because I only have one PC. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, there is a way to NDI from my Mac, so... Hmm. But, think... yes, uh, uh, that is a that is a thing, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, we'll probably talk more about Classic next week. There'll probably be a, a slew of Classic news that'll come out just before it launches. Yeah, August 20th in AMA, so we'll, there'll, there'll be some interesting things happening that day. But, yeah, um, I think the big thing I'd like to have a chat about today is just... Let's have a we last week we talked about quality of life stuff. This week we'll talk a little bit about storytelling. Um, the game World of Warcraft has gone through many many different storytelling changes. It's gone from in classic WoW telling a story per zone to telling the story of whatever raid is there to TBC where it told the story per zone and then you had the story in your end game raids. But there was an overall arcing story of Illidan and the Burning Legion. So those were always threats at Endgame that you had to deal with. And then Wrath, the overall story was uh, Arthas. And you saw him in the many zones and he was always directly involved in all the storylines that you did in uh, Northrend. And then Mr. Pandaria, well, sorry, no, Cataclysm, was about Deathwing. And they changed the way that Deathwing was there in terms that he was always out in the world. Depend and you might get fried alive by him. But then each of his zones had its own thing. And then it was just the raids which kind of tied together. Mr. Pandaria was always about... Uh, this is where the story kind of changed. And they had stories per zone. But you always had looming threats showing throughout all of it. So you had like a couple of zones where it was the Shah. You had a couple of zones where it was the Mantid. You know, and then it all just tied together with storylines and little bits and pieces over all of it which culminated in Siege of Orgrimmar and then that led and then we've got into this kind of path that the end raid was what would lead you into the next expansion so uh, well actually that started at Cataclysm really with um, the airship flying into the turtle and then we had Warlords where we investigated that and then we had Gul'dan come to Legion and now, then we went with Stargaris with a giant sword in the earth. Planet. Azeroth. Um, but always there, there's always been... They've changed... They've had the outside content of the game as well. Which has gone from books where they've investigated Warcraft's past. With, like, the War of the Ancients and invented new characters to go with it. Then they went to try with uh, a couple of books. A good example would be... Uh, the Arthur's story, which was less less of a bridge into there, but more evolving his backstory and character as a youth up until what we see in Warcraft 3 into, you know, what was happening while he was on the frozen throne, sh frozen away. So we had that, and then they settled with um, what they did with the Shattering, which is tell a story in between expansions, which seems to work well, for better or worse. Yeah, same as like before the storm. It was a really good way to tie this over, pun intended. Hmm. Uh, with Mist, we also had like an in-between story of Vol'jin as well, which was a really, which was a really good read. Um, you know, it, that and War Crimes are two books I go back to quite a lot. Other than the War of the Ancients, obviously, which I've mentioned quite a lot. 
but um, uh, Shadows of the Horde is uh, a really good story. Christy Golden's done some really good work that I do enjoy, uh, including the the Warcraft movie prequel book, uh, Duratan, is actually a very good read. Um, I think I think some of the older work is a lot better than uh, Before the Storm. I'm not that keen on how Before the Storm tells a story and what they've tried to do. I think it's too forced. But it could be because the others don't focus so much on the conflict themselves and are just trying to tell a story. Whereas this one seems to try and force the story that's uh, coming with the conflict. But that could be just a necessity that is trying to tell that story rather than letting a story flow with major points that you need to get from point A to point B. Yeah. I don't know. Um, do you like the fact that there's outside material? That you have yes. to go and read, or would you prefer everything to be in-game? Now, I say this, having said a couple of weeks back when we've had some other guests on, would you like other games to really create an extra story that they can bring then bring into the new game? I like when the books add to what we know, but that they're not required. Because that adds kind of an extra layer. Because the game itself, I feel needs to tell the main points. Then you fill it in with other things, and that's one thing I that was kind of interesting actually. That I that I even saw with with before with Battle for Azeroth, they filled in even in game some smaller details, and then you, you you took the books like like there were things like I read in before the storm that as I'm going along like oh yeah there's that thing there's that thing small small points. But even in like the zones, there were side quests that filled in the the smaller details. So it, it it could actually be the main story in the game. There's maybe maybe some side stories in the game as well because I do like having side quests. It's not just you're doing the main story and you're done with it. And then I think that the books then could go into into depth and stuff. It bring out some of the some of the details because then it's it's fun to kind of talk about those. Because I also like the, I like the dialogue that comes with it. Kind of like, how do we interpret what this means? How do we interpret this part? It really adds a whole new dimension. Because when I talk with people in the real in real life, we debate history from different facts we hear from here and here, and it makes the, the Azeroth feel alive that there are tomes written about different events. There there are retellings of different events that you hear that you may have you may have seen multiple ways. And and I've also heard of like the the dual encoding hypothesis, where if you see something multiple ways, you remember it better. That's interesting. I never really thought of it that way. I um, I like the idea that there's books available. I like the idea that there's extra content outside of the game. I mean, it always was. I mean, a lot of people who delve into lore specifically. Uh, and I know I definitely did when I got more into the game in Burning Crusade would look to WoW Wiki and WoWpedia that it's now known these days um, for all of those details on the lore of the characters and get to know more and bits and pieces. That's why I knew a lot about Sinestra when uh, we first saw her in-game at Netherwing Ledge in TBC. And then I looked into the character and we saw a lot more and that's why when Sinestra was a big thing come... Cataclysm and the the Twilight uh, Hammer raid. 
that I was like, whoa, Sinestra, I'm looking forward to this, you know? I was really, really involved in that, so... I don't know. Um, I think it would be nice to get back to a point where there are multiple stories being told outside of the game uh, with multiple books. I, uh, because I think it allows them to have a better way to tell a story than it does in lim by lim bleh, without being limited to in the game. Now, with Christy Golden now being part of the writing team at Blizzard, it means they might need to look at getting another writer. Which could be interesting. There are lots of there are there are lots of fantasy writers out there. It's just whether the, any are interested in doing Warcraft, you know. And as we were talking, I, I was reminded of one thing that I've always found interesting about the Elder Scrolls games is they have their books outside of the game, but then they also have books in the game. And WoW has some of those. WoW has it, a lot of those. To read in the in in the game. Yeah. Okay. The, then maybe, going back to what to what we've uh, talked about earlier, one account-wide thing that would be fun is to collect those. I know you can look them up on Wildhead. What, just having cool. an extra set, of, just having an extra collection, or something to do with archaeology where we could just have it within the books and bits and pieces. And then you could tie it up with a phone, with the companion app, and you could be like, okay, I want to read this. I will read this later on, and then be like. Because that would that would be a way to bring in some extra story. I mean, I get the profit side of not putting all of your books in the game. I mean, make them different books from different authors. But it would add a cool thing to be able to be like, I see this text. Because there, there are some journals I just don't read because I'm like, I don't I don't have time right now to read it. And then I forget that I had it there. And I guess that's one reason why I'm forgetting about it. Because when I find a journal, like I read the, the Duskwood one that, that you get with Stitches. That was fascinating to read, and like, and you you you're reading about the character and what they're going through. And uh, um, Leo was saying ESO has an ability you can unlock where you can read any book or scroll that you've ever lo lo looked at in the game. And then they also have the uh, the Elder Scrolls library. It, it's a fan site, but but there's a fan site that 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 goes over all of the tomes, and uh, in ESO. And like I said, I know Wowed has it. Maybe this is an add-on Wowhead could develop, or or something like that, or Wowpedia, because all that text is out of the game as well. But it would would be nice to be able to be to read that stuff, and then that could help. Where like, then the text goes so far. Then if you want to read more about it, that's where the book comes in, or that's where the audiobook comes in. Make it be like I think having it as part of your collections tab rather than that. I mean, it would tie in very well with archaeology and give it something worth doing. But having yeah. it as part of your collections tab, where it can just be collected and then sit there and then you can read it anytime would be pretty cool yeah, yeah. and it would it would really help bring things along and then and then it could even go into as you unlock a quest in the zone have you ever done a quest maybe it's just me have you ever done a quest in a line in a zone like what what's this zone about i mean you, you just like you're, you're going to all these different pieces and you just forget it'd be cool to be like you've completed this zone here's kind of a synopsis of what you did I think with the way that they've changed the zones now to be bullet-pointed, like they started doing with Legion onwards, I think completing a zone, it would be nice if you had like uh, a documented like list of the major plot points of that story that could go within that collections tab. Yeah, and that would really help cement the story. I mean, it would really help you see what's going on 
in the story. And I, I know WoW did not start out with story as its main focus. It was kind of mechanics. There was an interview with, with John's stats on one of the... Uh, I think it was Captain the Classic, where you talk about how quests were added because people were liking it, so they, they brought in a lot of stuff. I mean, so, story. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, the reason people wanted to play World of Warcraft is because they got in uh, so involved with how the Warcraft 3 storytelling was, and they wanted to play within that world. Like, there are there are documented things. Like, even Jin, when he came on the, uh, came on the show way back when, said... He got into War World of Warcraft because of Arthas and Warcraft 3. And a lot of people got into Wrath at that time because of Arthas and Warcraft 3. More so than they did Illidan and everything else. Because they weren't as bit major a player as what Arthas was. But that's the thing, you know. It, it, it So to say that they weren't focused on story is astounding to me. I And it could be mechanics at the time. I mean, it, but it, it is one of those things that they said, like, quests... Which is why you see quests getting better every expansion. That they're 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 learning how to do better, and that's where Legion was really good. Legion was good at, at putting them all together, but there weren't as many side quests, in my opinion. And then BFA, I like how you get into a zone, and then you you do things like one of them. I was talking with with Oro, and they talk about how when you go to to Stormsong Valley, you get you hear about all the sailors and and the the lore of like. Of the ships, all the lore there, and and it doesn't have to do with with the like some of these quests. You, you can avoid them and just do the main storyline, but you do it and you learn what it, what it's like for that person that, in that village, what 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 they go into, and it would be cool to expand with more side quests like that. I mean, true, but again, the the problem with the way they've told the story in BFA, as we've remarked on before, is that it's too fragmented. Yeah, that is true. Um. I feel like they did the story better for the Horde side where everything came together and it all had a purpose towards the end whereas the rest was uniting like each zone had its own different story and the idea was that you were uniting these uh, uh, standard alliance fluff uniting back the alliance forces under one banner and then you know then you would go and rescue Jaina and then she becomes Lord Admiral of Kul'Tiris blah 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 but it's still it's so fragmented instead of having one overarching story it would probably have been better if they did away with the whole of Drostvar and um uh Goldtarak and all of that I forget his name even though we talked about it last week and the week before um and literally just focused on uh the Crucible of Storms and Nazoth and had the old gods be the thing about that and then having to be all three areas be about like you could have had Drosvar be all the shipwrights it's by far the woodiest area that's there uh, and then obviously you can you can still keep Storms uh, not Storms on Valley Turisgard Sound as being uh, getting Ashvane out of the way and you keep Valley because that's got all the Storm Sages in there but Valley itself was so fragmented again because you had the main storyline which was half the zone and the rest of it was all small pickup quests. So so would you say it goes back to what we talked about where because they have to kind of Alliance gets three, Horde gets three, they weren't able like things might have been let down in certain areas that like that because we have to worry about two different factions. Yes. And giving them Yeah. Like, what was the reason that the Alliance should go and take care of Cahoon? It's clearly a Horde problem. Yeah. 
What's the Horde's reason to come to the Crucible of Storms? It's clearly an alliance problem. Nazjatar I mean, makes sense because we're both there. And even Dazar lore was kind of weird because why are you playing as the, the Horde or the Alliance on the different... I mean, you're seeing what happened to them, but it, it kind of felt at times like the Horde got a raw deal because the Alliance came in and killed their king. Mm. But they injured Mechatork and... I would say Jaina, but she seemed perfectly fine. <laughs> and wasn't Nathanos some? Because I mean, now that Nathanos is fine, but wasn't he a block of ice or that that older? Yeah, thing? no, that's part of the mechanic. You break him out. Okay, I have not done Zara Lore and Alifar, so I can tell. Um, <laughs> I here's the thing. I get, I get what they were trying to do with each zone, but it needs to come to a point where. It's one continent that both factions are on, and it tells an overall story. And that first raid needs to have a point where it leads into the rest of the story. You know? And I think... Like, I, I feel like for 8.3, we're not fighting Nazoth. I feel it. Because I feel like Nazoth and Ashara have to be away. And they have to be marshalling their strength and their forces to be the next big expansion foe. You yeah, know, I, I feel like that's what they have to do. Because it would be, a, in my opinion, a waste to, to use them on 8.3. Like, I think you need like a little mini boss in 8.3. I think 8.2.5 needs to have like a mini Crucible of Storms type thing. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's just going to be all marshaled for 8.3 now, which feels like it's just not going to be till January at this point. Yeah. Though the only thing is there's a few things in 8.2.5 that seem like they are needed. Like, But they could probably bring... Like, like the anniversary mounts. There's a lot of that stuff that's in... 8.2.5 is building up for November and the anniversary. Okay, um, and then 8.3... Jan and 8.3 will be the big content patch with the raid and everything else. Um, and what tides us over until the next expansion. Well, yeah, absolutely. Until, like, It'll be the end. We'll probably have an 8.3.5, which will have the pre-patch and information and everything else like that yeah and then the allied races that may come in i still think an allied race is, is our content we'll, we'll get allied races as the the reward in 8.3 that'll, that'll yeah. be that'll be the this is your reward for doing this expansion bollocks absolutely so going on something you said a second ago about the overall zone so would you say legion is better because no i think i think legion storytelling was good to a point um, I mentioned it again previously. The the Legion storytelling again focused too much on its individual problems with having the Legion as overall flavor to deal with. It was helped better by having Legion invasions in every zone later on in the expansion, but the majority of the 7.0 was literally deal with everybody's individual problems and then go help Surima. That was it. That is true. Yeah, and then, and then the first big pre-patch was help small Surima and deal with the Legion invasions. Um, <laughs> it's the, the the big problem is that you uh, Le Legion was marked specifically on the invasion. The first thing we do is we went to the broken shore and we were pushed away. Like the and then it was just like then it was like choose your zone you want to go to. If I went to Azuna, it's all about there, there's intro to fighting off the Legion, and then I'm helping the Elves, and then I'm helping the Dragons. 
but helping the elves and the dragons there's there's no legion it's it's naga and it's it's withered okay fine we go to high mountain we deal with the intro to high mountain oh my goodness i can't remember the intro to high mountain anymore that one was it was literally just helping out all the Tauran tribe across the entirety of the map yeah there and, was... and learning about the um about um high mountain and yeah, I, yeah. And, and kind of how he had his he was trying to stop the in, but the there was no of... there was no major legion overtones there no um Valshara was all about the nightmare no re legion undertones but no overtones and then uh Stromgard, the only legion thing there was um the the Vrykul who was tainted by legion power that was literally it. And then Suramar was literally fighting back against other elves, but that the Legion didn't really make a part of that until we had the Insurrection storyline. When more demons started taking over some of the some of the actual places of the city. And so the Legion didn't really step up until we went back to the Broken Shore, and that's where they all were. And then we went into the tomb, and then we went to Argus, and there was loads more demons there. So they were more of an afterthought at the basic thing there, and it was all about helping the races, and then the races helping us over the stretch of the expansion while we were on Azeroth to fuel the Azeroth, uh, the um, the artifact weapon. Now you go to BFA, and again, uh, the Alliance side is uh, the overall story is getting the Alliance to work together, reuniting Corteris, and then saving Jaina. You know, with there's very little Naga overtones. There's very little war overtones until you do the war campaign, which is its own separate thing in itself. And the war campaign is a major factor in this. And then the Horde side is is all building up to Zul uh, Zandalar forever and fighting Gahoon and Zul and Mithrax. Like, that story brings it all together because in every zone there's something to do with Mithrax or Zul. Or Gahoon in every zone, and it's done really well. But even if they'd managed to tie the Alliance side together, like they've managed to keep the the war campaign separate to its own thing, which was good. That's the biggest thing that the expansion has had is that they've wanted to go with a war faction story and the war campaign being separate to each story zone as what has made it more interesting. But the Alliance side, in my personal opinion, should have been about marshalling the navy so drostvar should have all been about shipwrights ash uh, uh challenge should have been about getting ashvane out of the way so we could use azerite weaponry for the ships and then stormsong valley should have been about sorting out the the shrine of the storms and getting the tide sages on side to use them for the ships yeah and that's i i wonder if that's what they were intending because there are small overtones even like how they introduced it it's kind of how it seemed, but then it seemed like it shifted story. Hmm. Like, in in hindsight, Drostvar makes more of a sound decision because if you look into the depths of that, we see the storytelling that leads towards the Shadowlands and, you know, Gorak Tull. Yeah, and, and, and even... Manor and, the, and the witches and the undertones and everything like that. We see the storytelling there. And don't get me wrong, 
I really like Trustfire as a zone. I think it's much better than Tirisgard Sound. I think it's much better than Stormsong Valley. Yeah, but and, and like even the the betrayal, like like the wedding. I think the wedding plays. Yeah, it's just my argument is is that the zones don't flow together well to tell an overall narrative. So, one thing because one thing that changed in legion and then in bfa is you could choose where you go where you go I, I know it's less linear but would it make more sense to take okay. away look, look 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 at legion from this perspective yeah yeah we thought we got knocked back at the broken shore dalaran goes to the broken isles and everything else and you know but what if the actual stories within everything else you know that's that start of azuna what if it was all helping the dragons fight back the legion rather than the withered what if it was helping instead of the naga trying to get the tidestone what if it was us fighting the legion to stop them getting access to the tidestone because uh, and then we go to high mountain what if it's about helping the high mountain tribes fight off each individual legion part rather than just one tribe working with the legion in secret and actually fighting them all what if um goodness the zone on the far right in legion uh stormheim stormheim what if that was while we still had the overall quest to go do bits and pieces and it had its legion undertones what if it was about the legion were full on war against uh the valahar the valahar and everything else like that and it was to take out the legion forces there so that the the Valkyr and Odin could fight back and everything else. You but know? it's a question of, of motivation. It's, it's a, and, and it's a question of what is what is my purpose? What am I doing to help the story along? Hmm. Yeah. Rather than sort this problem, sort this problem, sort this problem. Like everything, everything is focused on the Legion in Legion that way. And we deal with the Legion as we go through it. That's all I'm saying. This is like, yeah, the narrative can be told better rather than this is the reason we're here, but then we don't directly deal with the Legion until everything else. The Legion could have swarmed all over the Isles because they were there because of the Broken Shore and the Tomb. And we could have fought through all of those zones separately and fought the Legion back and pushed them back to that stronghold of the Broken Shore. And you know, that would have been cool with the instancing. You, you could have seeing the zones as you progress change and then and the I, invasions would have made more sense because it's them trying to make strong pushes onto those areas again okay and they could have even done that in bfa with with like where you help different areas we could have seen the the, the zone change as as you go along kind of mm -hmm. what's your impact and and before anybody asks about like we've seen that the game can change for two different characters Without even having that phasing issue. I mean, it, it could be possible phasing issues, but then with this replay quest, if somebody's in the wrong phase, they they could just do something to be like, okay, this person's in this phase. If you want to be where they're at right now, we'll just phase you into where they're at. Yeah, part, the I think would be very interesting with how this would all play. But it's just having, I just want a more cohesive story absolutely. rather than rather than a fragmented story. That's that's all I ask. And that and that's one thing that I'm I'm finding is games are starting to get better and better stories and it's it, it's it's what makes them more than just because 
there's the, the, at the at the core mechanics are kind of the same. It's how you maybe time things differently or what you do. Yeah. But it, it, it the story is becoming an important part, and if WoW is going to succeed in a as you go, I mean, I hate to bring it up, but Fortnite they're working on a story in their stuff. Things are happening in different areas. Well, Fortnite is Fortnite has always had an overarching story as how they get from season to season. Yeah, like, that's how they do things. It doesn't really mesh well with how the game plays exactly. But no, um, but it, it, it and and what what I hear on the news all the time, Fortnite did this. I hear, I hear like 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 one of the zones came back, and and it gets excitement, and 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 you can see because Tosh Mifuni talked about how what what BFA what they're trying to do is turned it into a living story and, and 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 as we're going along and i think what we're talking about here would be really cool to see the the game change as you're as you're you're witnessing what's happening in this story it just needs to be better understood yeah absolutely um it'll be interesting to see if they do turn around and bring the eastern kingdoms and kalimdor and even to an extent, Northrend and everywhere else up to a level of, right, this is our flat story now, you know? And they kind of do a cataclysm revamp and change things that need to be changed. I've said, I've said previously that it would probably be better to do a continent at a time and work on it that way and just have really big content patches and spread it out over longer. Yeah. And just extend and it, that story. And what I think... And now this is not knowing all the technical side. It would have been kind of cool when they did the cataclysm if they had if they had used the Dormy more, and been like, okay, if you want to experience content pre cataclysm, you just go to this character and it'll it'll move you back. I think that would be cool, but I think it would have messed with the. I don't think they really thought about it too much. It's only when they started doing events which changed the way that the world was post cataclysm. Uh, I, I think it's just because they moved with Cataclysm to a different server infrastructure is why it was too difficult to really do it back with pre-Cataclysm. Okay, I, I can get that. Because it is fun going to Rathi Highlands and being able to change between the two types of Rathi and see all the di different... And, and, and like it's cool to going to Darkshore and being able to change what you see there. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, and and one thing I keep coming back to, and maybe we'll, we'll see this, starting with BFA, we're on a three expansion cycle for story. So it'll be interesting to see if what they learn from BFA, and hopefully what they learn from Legion, and how they they take this stuff into account. Because because playing alts, I can see how the how the story is getting better. We're we're seeing the story played out in better ways as we go along it'll be interesting to see what they've learned for the next expansion i think it's definitely going to head in a specific direction and i reckon that they might have they've obviously got a goal in mind like a point a and a point b where they want to be story-wise yeah it's just a matter of of getting there i mean we'll at least see the direction of the story come blizzcon at least i mean i know we talk about it everything but blizzcon is literally around the corner like it's literally two months away at this point two and a half months away and you know speculation is only going to get higher as trademarks start to get filed and more leaks and everything else comes out and people who are interested in what's to come are really bad at creating their own hype for everything so it will be 
it'll definitely be interesting, but we've got to re remember to maintain our own hype levels as to not ruin our own interest. Yeah. It's, it's very hard. It's very easy to hype ourselves up on stuff that's not coming and then be really downtrodden and defeated when what we want doesn't come to pass. Yeah. And, and even if, if what, what, what comes doesn't jive with, with what we're looking at, because... Because at the end of the day, Blizzard has their idea of what they want, and we either like what they want or we don't. And if we don't like, we decide to do we keep playing or do we or do we move on? That's it. So far, I I like what they do, even if it's not perfect. But we'll see how that changes. Indeed. Uh, speaking of moving on, I feel like we need to bring this episode to uh, an end. We've been going for about an hour as usual, which is. Uh, no. A little bit too much. Don't, there's a lot of, the, as always, there's a lot of topic to be had. And uh, if you've got your own thoughts on the topic, ladies and gentlemen, you can get in touch with us in the comments on the VOD for this on YouTube. Or you can get in touch with us on Twitter. And where, Mr. Frasley, can they find you around the internet? Uh, you can find me at frasley.com, F-R-A-Z-L-E-Y.com. And you can, that's where you can see all the podcasts like this that I'm on. See my Twitter, my Twitch. And anything else that I that I do going forward. Yes, and you can find him on Twitter at FrazzlyTastic. That's F-R-A-Z-L-E-Y-T-A-S-T-I-C. You can find me on Twitter at Titans Creed. You can find my gaming-specific one. If you don't want to listen to me but want to follow everything I do, at Gaming Phoenix. You can find this, uh, this VOD uh, for this podcast and many other things I do on YouTube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. And you can find this podcast live on a Sunday night, or you can come and watch me play video games throughout most of the week, five to seven days a week, over at twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. One day I will invest and make an almighty website that hosts all of my stuff, just like Mr. Frasley does here. Otherwise, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, as always, for joining us. And until the next time, we hope you have many of your own stories around Azeroth. Join us next time for some stories around Azeroth. And as Mr. Frasley does always like to say, Awesome B. I don't think that's correct. What do you normally say? <laughs> be awesome. There we go. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Be awesome. And we'll see you next time for some more stories around Azeroth. Take care.